It's the latest it job for millennials and Gen Z. And it goes by many names. Influencer, YouTube star, Insta-famous, content creator. Today is all about influencers, what they are, how to find them, and how companies can use their services to market their businesses on today's Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life, from what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. It used to be that the young aspired to be rock stars or movie stars. But in this generation, it's social media star that has become the aspiration for many. So let's start this off with a definition. Zachary. Yes. What is an influencer? Well, when influencer first started becoming a thing on the internet, it was not a job. <laughs> well, it is now. Tons of teens are all clamoring for that influencer paycheck. Well, it actually started with podcasts. Well, technically, I guess it started with pirate radio. <laughs> I just thought I was talking to nobody. I imagine nobody listening. Maybe I imagine that one person out there. Show's over. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. It's been grand. This is hard, Harry saying. Sayonara. Over and out. Come on, you can't do this. This is a joke, right? Come on, Harry, baby, don't stiff. But podcasts were the first digital platforms that made a way for just about anyone to tell their story, start a show, sing a song, whatever. Then YouTube came out. Mm -hmm. Then those podcasts could become video and you could put on a skit, produce a short film, show your music video. So it all started as a way to kind of express yourself creatively or, you know, as a, a journalist. It used to be that, um, you know, freelance journalists would go out and they would, um, you know, shoot a piece and then sell it to the, the local news station. Now they could have their own show on the YouTubes and, you know, sharing your point of view or expressing yourself creative. That's kind of what this was born out of. It was an, an a way for ordinary people to have a voice without, you know, being on the broadcast uh, airwaves. So that's kind of where this whole thing started and, and what really the core of what it is, is. Then, as social media started becoming more and more popular, a phenomenon happened. People began choosing their favorite content providers, their favorite shows, like you do. And these individuals started to grow their own audience. Then, when companies started to see alignments between their target market and the social media personality's audience, they wanted to pay them to gain access to that audience. And that birthed a whole new marketplace. And with that marketplace came the opportunity for these individuals to make a demula. Mm -hmm. The role of an influencer started to be viewed as a profession. Okay, so you just said viewed as a profession. Are you saying that it's not? Uh, well, no, not really. <laughs> what? Well, if you think about it, a profession is something that you can be educated in, you can develop skill for, and become qualified in order to make a living at it. Influencers fell into this opportunity, right? While being content creators for an entirely different purpose, the whole getting paid for it kind of fell into their lap. There's no college degree for wielding social media influence. <laughs> well, there may be, now that you've said it, someone will find a way to make money off of that. Truth. But don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of work involved here. 
It can be a great deal of work, but many influencers are artists and many are supported by, you know, Patreon and donations from viewers that want to help them, you know, keep their favorite shows on air, so to speak. We have a Patreon page. (laughs) patreon.com forward slash straight shot we do we do and uh chris chris doe which is another person like me chris doe he simply gives out his paypal address to people so that they can donate he doesn't he bypasses patreon even what a great idea well ours is support at straightshot.net. So if you like what you hear, see, and learn from our show, please help us by giving whatever you can to our PayPal. Support at straightshot.net. Yeah. Oh, you can also hit that like and subscribe button. That helps us too. But there's always money. Nothing says you love someone louder than showing financial support. And that's why parents do it for their children all their lives. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Uh, as a parent, that is very true. Uh, but some of the more successful podcasts and YouTube shows, also people like Kim Kardashian, they offer sponsorships as well as you know taking uh, donations and contributions to keep them on the air. So this can be very similar to you know being a spokesperson for a brand where you're just being seen wearing something the way that celebrities, real celebrities like movie stars and pop stars would do. Hmm. So you don't think that social media stars are real celebrities? No, <laughs> um, not really. Again, <laughs> of course there's generational bias in, in I, I recognize that. Maybe... One day I will be able to consider them actual real celebrities. You know, there are some like Jojo Siwa that are making an awfully good run at being a bona fide celebrity for sure. What do you, what do you think? Do you think they're actually celebrities? Okay, so yeah. You do? I do. I do. I wouldn't say that YouTubers or uh, like um, social media influencers are actors. I wouldn't call them artists in that regard. Right. But I would call them celebrities because they are drawing on public um, support. They're drawing on public interest. And I think that's what makes a celebrity. I think when the general public finds somebody fascinating, no matter who it is, they end up becoming celebritized. Ooh, is that a word? I bet that's a word. Yes, but that's also a sad condition for the American people. The whole Absolutely. Idea, the whole idea behind celebrity is that you are celebrating someone's talent. You are celebrating what the you know the the way that they create this painting, mm-hmm. or you're celebrating the way that they you know uh, write this song or create this album, or or even movie stars. You the way you see them up there on the screen portraying something and they can emotionally bend themselves and blah blah. That's a celebrity. Someone that gets up and just talk. It's like newscasters. They're not celebrities either. Okay, the fact that you just said that, I need to jump in because that's all an actor does is read lines. And I'm not saying the actor's job is easy, and I'm not saying that they don't bring something to the table. But <laughs> well, they are consi- actually... Considering the state of news nowadays, it may be acting. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, so back to influencers. I think that if you go onto TikTok, uh, Instagram... Especially TikTok, I think, um, and, and now Instagram Reels, yes. Facebook, some you know, watch maybe less so, but especially on Instagram, you're seeing a bevy of really flipping talented people doing some amazing crap that we would have never seen. Yep. And these people are getting quote discovered everyday run of the mill people doing amazing things, and I think they are amazing. I think they are talented. I think they are. Um, desired by the general public to see more like, wow, you, that's really amazing. You're a great singer. You're, you know, you're great at, you know, balancing watermelons on your head or whatever it is, <laughs> but they do it. And so we tune in to see what the next installment's going to be like. Yeah. And I think that we are celebrating everyday people and their amazing talents. And here's what I will say about, this is where I, I cause I would have agreed with you um, in recent, I don't know, like last year, maybe, or a couple years ago, Last year didn't count, right? Because that was 2020. So we're just (laughs) skipping that year. But I would have agreed with you uh, earlier in this decade (laughs) because 
I would have said, oh, you know, everybody's Insta famous. Nobody's really getting, you know, nobody's working on their talent. But I, I'm going to change my opinion because the amount of content that these people create. Now, there are varying levels, and I'm sure you'll talk about that a little bit, but there are varying levels of influencer. You know, when you first become something that someone that people are interested in, you know, yeah, maybe you're not a celebrity yet. You're an influencer, but you're not a celebrity. But I do think that as they kind of progress through the food chain and their, you know, talent or their likability or their personality, because that's really what it boils down to is their person. Um, when they start becoming a certain strata, they, they do become celebrities. And, you know, I will say that these influencers have worked very hard at developing their own personal brand. And I would say that some of our business owners haven't even invested this much time into figuring out who their company brand is like these personal influencers have. They have figured out, you know what? There's a, a billion of us out here. How am I going to differentiate myself from everybody else? How am I going to stand out? How am I going to use what I got to make money? And how am I going to be consistent at it? And I think that is a skill that should be lauded. And I think that them doing, I mean, sometimes, like I encourage you guys to go onto TikTok, find somebody that you like, go, you know, that's got a lot of followers, a lot of followers, someone that's maybe famous, and scroll to the very first TikTok that they ever made. You'll be scrolling for like three minutes, just straight <laughs> scrolling because of all the amount of content that these people are making. And the fact that they come up with so many creative content ideas is it should be celebrated well i i would say that they are you know they, they are definitely influencers they influence the public some of them are very very creative people but stardom celebrity is just a, a bit far for me you know and, and and i've heard the same thing you know about us we have a, a podcast i do speaking engagements all the time i've had people come up to me oh you're from you know the 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 famous podcast show yeah, well that's first weird. off that's weird yeah, this not really a famous show we're not golden girls you're not going to see our you know sing our theme song thank you and, for being my friend and, and you know uh, while i go out i i am a personality in the business community you know i have this show i have my other content i have um you know the speaking engagements that i do that sort of thing but i'm i wouldn't consider myself to be a, you know a rock star a pop star i am not a celebrity i'm a personality so let me ask you do you consider gary v a celebrity um well no no, really? I don't. No, he's not. Okay, that, another question. You know, have oh, you or oh, have you not purchased a pair of shoes with Gary V? I yes, signature I have. on. But them. that is was not out of fandom. That's to support his cause because I I think he's. If you're watching this, I think you're a very smart man. I think you're very talented. I think people can learn a lot from you. But you're no Clark Gable. You're not. You're not Sean Connery. In the end, there can be only one. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And those are celebrities. Now, do I, I can recognize his talent and his value and his influence over people without him being a star. I, it's just, so I grew up when mus the music industry actually existed. Nowadays, you you have no idea. Don't get him started. No, nobody's made Michael Jackson money since Michael Jackson. Well, at least since Kid Rock. Anyway, it's not the same as it used to be. So the whole stardom factor, it's just it's diminished so much, and it's kind of been replaced since reality TV kind of stripped away all of the the pride from everybody. It's not the same thing. It's it's just not the same thing. I would no. challenge you to say, I would challenge you to say it hasn't been replaced. It's, it's just changed. I think the landscape of what celebrity looks like has changed because never before today have we celebrated common people like we do now with influencers. Yeah. And never before today have we realized the um, market marketing power that these common everyday people can, can generate. Like uh, all eyes are on these people. And, you know, we would pay Michael Jackson all this money to light his hair on fire on Pepsi. Just kidding. He didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> or did he? Or is it too soon? It's too soon. Okay. But I mean, people would pay Michael Jackson a lot of money or Britney Spears to hawk a Pepsi product. True. A lot of money. Like ungodly amounts of money. But that's not where the eyes are anymore. True. 
the eyes are on that girl that plays the keyboard that sings the songs about having driver's license. Well, I do think that, that they are talented people. I do think that it's a lot of work. I do think that they are influencing our culture. But for me, as a Gen X person, the just stardom is pushing a little too too far right now. It may develop into that. Maybe one day I can accept it. Yes, there is a such thing as a YouTube star. But right now, when my children say, oh, you know, he's a YouTube star, I look at them like they have three heads. <laughs> Why do I have three heads? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's funny because you're, you you did hit on something. The generation below us, or two below us, maybe maybe it's the millennials. Um, they they don't they know these stars' names more than they know Sean Connery's they name. They do. They do. Like nobody. I I challenge you to ask your eighteen year old who Jim Carrey is. Get back to me on that one. Anyways, <laughs> either way, we can all agree that obviously. This has all become very big business. So tell me, why would businesses want to get in on this influence? Well, the first reason I've already mentioned, and that is direct reach into the influencer's audience. Like I've said before, businesses trade on attention, and the influencer already has the attention of their fans. So if the demographics line up, the business can use that attention to reach more prospective buyers for the business. For example, Straight Shot Marketing Podcast is a video and audio show that is available through YouTube, the various podcast distribution points like, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. And we have a presence on other social media like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc., right? Right. Okay. Who is our audience? Who listens or watches this show? Everyone. All the peoples. <laughs> uh, let's see. Small business owners, CEOs, other C-level executives, and possibly others in the marketing industry. Right. So if you were a business that wanted to reach the demographic of that those people, right? If that was your same demographic, that audience fit in with you. For example, if you were a, you know, a, a CPA or you sold business insurance, something like that, then you could sponsor this show to reach our audience. We've already gathered the audience together due to, you know, the content of our show and the value that we bring to our audience. So you could, you know, kind of glom onto that and, and pair up almost like we do co-branding to make it, you know, to take advantage of the fact that your audience and our audience is, is the same. So it's kind of like a shortcut, right? Yeah. I mean, since we already have the audience, they don't have to try to find it on their own. Correct. And if the product or the service is a good fit, and I believe in it in the case of you know this show, if I can get behind it, then I will let them sponsor the show because it helps financially support what we're doing here in the content that we're we're putting out. You know, putting on something like this is you know, like I said, it's a lot of work and it's not an inexpensive thing. So uh, one of the ways that people you know get you know the wherewithal the financial support to do it they take donations another way is you know just like this with uh, selling sponsorships but uh that's not why we do it we don't do it to sell sponsorships that's just like you know advertising the difference between influencer marketing and advertising involves a very delicate uh difference our audience trust us because of the value that we bring to them on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. Or multiple times a week if they are connected with us on our own social media channel. But with that trust comes a responsibility, right? Because I know that we can be an influence on our audience. I have a responsibility to make sure that we don't just huck any product or service for money. It has to be something that lines up with my thoughts because part of the reason that they are, you know, buying into whatever it is that, that we're talking about is because they trust me. If I put something out there that's I don't believe in, then I've betrayed that trust. So you kind of have to, you know, um, watch over it and, and make sure that you're kind of protecting uh, that trust, if you will. That's different than straight advertising. 
if you were to buy an ad in Rolling Stone magazine, they don't care what you believe. Uh, and that that's, you know, that's a, a big, a big difference there with, you know, influencer type, you know, advertising. Now the next level, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's two things that we talked about so far, as far as the business of, of influencers. One is contributions. The next one is, uh, you know, selling advertising sponsorships. The next level involves product endorsement. Now you've seen, or at least heard of product endorsement before. It's where someone is seen using a product or talking about a product. Or service. Yeah. Uh, as an influencer, we are being seen as personally or professionally endorsing that product. Or service. If I endorse something and it fails, that will upset my audience, right? And cause them to lose faith in what I say. And because of that, we protect that area of influence with great passion, just like I talked about with, you know, having someone sponsor the show. And that makes it even more valuable to companies that want to reach our audience. And because not every product or service will impress me because I can't get behind all of them companies will send products or you know samples to influencers to see if they can or will honestly endorse whatever they have to offer which is why on YouTube you'll see a lot of times well yeah you know so and so sent me this and I thought I would try it out blah, blah. that's what they've done they receive products from people all the time to see if it is a good fit Right. That's why clothing manufacturers and designers as well will send free clothing to influencers, hoping that they will like it enough to wear it or to talk about it on the air. Uh, For example, I wear fashionable sport coats and shirts. It's something that I like. So a designer might send some to me hoping that I would wear them on the show or when I do speaking engagements or maybe to the different photo shoots that I do for uh, my articles in Gray Journal. Then if I like them and want to wear them, they would then try to negotiate what my responsibility in the relationship is, right? They send me product. If I like it, then there might be some sort of compensation that goes along with whatever responsibilities they want me to dole out on my side. Now, often simply getting free clothing is enough. No additional compensation is involved. But if they also wanted me to say, acknowledge them from the stage or in articles that feature uh, photos of my wearing the product, that might be negotiated separately. You've probably seen this before where somebody's up on stage and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so I'm wearing blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's where that comes from, right? I just want to throw, uh, thank our sponsor who is uh, suiting me here. And this is from Scene Studio and they make travel suits. And so you guys, if you guys like my suit, go visit Scene Studio, which is S-E-N-E studio.com. If you guys use the code, the future. And also in, uh, in magazines, you can see, you know, wardrobe provided by, that's, that's the same. That's, that's, this is one of the ways that they use an influencer's market, their audience, in order to you know, market their, their own business. Again, designer community, you can email us at info at straightshot.net for any of that. It's my personal brand manager here. He is manager. wearing today wardrobe provided by <laughs> Stacey Adams, probably. I'm not sure who no, did No, this is not Stacey Adams. This is... Uh, um, Synergy. Synergy, yeah. Yes, he has, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, not able to watch... Uh, Mr. B. Zachary Bennett is currently sporting a very sharp-looking black blazer. I feel like I should be Vanna. With with metallic <laughs> skulls on it yep. and a red shirt, a lo- um, lovely red shirt, sorry. So that's how it works from an influencer marketing strategy point of view. So same thing with uh, drinks or restaurants. It's very similar to product placement like they do in Hollywood movies, but on a smaller social media sized scale. Um, the, the energy drink bang just did a big campaign on TikTok where they sought out influencers and content creators to make videos that included their drink featured in the, their video content for TikTok. And some of them were quite creative. Let's play some of them here. All right. So we went to Walmart yesterday and we got us a 
bang. I've never had one of these before. I told y'all I would try it on camera. My mama used to tell me not to drink these because they're bad for you. DIY fail prankster, unboxer, professional pizza eater, and lifestyle guide. I'm Nikki, and today I have a new so project. So my roommate is obsessed with bang energy, and I'm not talking just a little bit, like, obsessed. And I kind of forgot to get her a Christmas present. So you can really see a lot of the creativity and creative freedom that people took with them. And then it becomes a trend. Ah, particularly, do you want to bang? Hey, you want to bang? Yeah, like one bang, you know? Like right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, Maddie. What? You want to bang? Like, like bang? Like, do you want to bang? Ew, no, not with you. I meant to drink. Why'd you drink it if you were offering it to me? Because you don't deserve it. What's up? Want to bang? What? Do you want to bang? In the car right now? Yes, right now. Do you want to bang? Right now? Do you want to bang or not? Let me pull over. Let me pull over. What's wrong, babe? You said we were going to bang. We are. Look, bang, bang. Do you want to bang? Fun fact, absolutely not. Okay, why? Why? Tell me why right now. Because I don't really know you. Okay. It's a bang energy. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Hey, babe, do you want to bang? Right now? Yeah. Hey, pretty. Hey, do you want to bang? What? Do you want to bang? I wasn't what? talking to you, tough guy. Do you, do you want to bang? Do you want to see who I'm with? No, I mean, like, do you want to bang? It's free. Yeah, well, you know, sex and innuendo sells. What can I say? It always has. Mm -hmm. um, particularly if the target audience is young, college-aged people. Yes, they lined that up perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, and it works. You know, I saw one of these ads on TikTok or somewhere. And then when I was in Walgreens, I saw the product and I actually bought it to see what the hype was. Oh, you did. It got you. So now that you got the product, what do you think? <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I am not a big <laughs> energy, energy drink fan i got the cotton candy flavor oh my gosh you are a big cotton candy fan though yes but not the energy drink <laughs> i i guess i'm not young college aged enough but no. I, I did appreciate the marketing strategy that was behind it like i said uh it worked i found out what the hype is i am not their target so you have mentioned lots of ways that businesses can use influencers strategically so you said uh, sponsorship advertising, mm -hmm. um, doing a review or discussing something on video. Or audio, either one. True. Uh, product placement, just in a scene, like with clothing or even being in a specific restaurant, enjoying food, uh, giving the creators creative freedom to come up with something on their own. And then uh, personal endorsements, no matter where the influencer goes or what they do. Yep, and I talked about acknowledging whatever I was endorsing in whatever the medium that I was in was, like on stage giving a keynote or in an article as part of a photographer footnote. But this is all done on a much grander scale than me. I'm just using me as an example, you know, talking through it because I actually know what it's like on this side of the fence. However, an actual celebrity, again, I don't think I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. You're not. I'm not. You are an influencer. Not a celebrity, though. You heavily influence me. <laughs> but Kevin Hart, who is an actual bonafide. celebrity. He is bonafide. <laughs> he signed a deal with Nike not, not too awful long ago, 
And he agreed to basically live in Nike products for a certain amount of time. Now, in return, Nike gave him a bunch of product, obviously, so that he could live in it. And they paid him an endorsement fee so that he could be, you know, photographed in their clothing, in his social media videos, in his movies, if applicable, his stand-up shows, news clips where he's being interviewed, talk shows, all of that. He lives in Nike so this was a is a new, you know, kind of of platform agnostic sort of you know endorsement that is a fairly new thing in the last year or so. Uh, usually they would endorse you on a specific platform. This platform doesn't matter. You are endorsing Kevin Hart. Period. No matter where he is, and I think that's going to be a new thing that comes up. Okay. Well, so that brings up another point of discussion. Influencer strategies can be done on multiple levels, right? I mean, it's not just for big companies with big celebrity influencers, right? That's, that's, that's right. You can be a local pizza shop or a small clothing designer, or maybe you just want to reach a smaller, more niche demographic like the business community, as opposed to you know Kevin Hart's big, huge audience that's actually global. It's it's huge. It's huge. It's <laughs> very huge. So how would smaller companies or anyone really, I mean, make these connections with the influencers? I mean, how do you find them? Well, there, there are several ways, depending on what platform you are wanting to use and the size of the influencer's audience. Um, for us, like you mentioned, they can just reach out to the show directly. Up. Uh. 678-825-8086, extension 300, go on. But you could also call on any niche show if they are small enough. Um, so if you're looking for a very targetable, because our audience is very small, we, our audience is you know business owners and the business community, marketing professionals watch us also. But in the glo global scheme of things, that's a very small audience specific. That, that we are targeting. I would are, prefer to use the word specific as yeah. opposed to small. So if you're looking for a specific audience like that, uh, you can likely just straight up contact the show. Now, if you are looking for something larger, it's going to be more difficult. While you can call Straight Shot Marketing Podcast, calling Keeping Up with the Kardashians is going to be another story. Now, the show actually doesn't handle Kim Kardashian's influencer business, but they might be able to let her know that you are interested. But she'll have actually personal managers that kind of handle all of that sort of stuff for her. Um, we pretend, you know, like you're my personal manager here, but she literally has someone on payroll for that. You know, they probably handle product placement on the show itself, yes. but not all of what Kim or any of the other sisters do. I mean, that would have to go through them, not on the show. Correct. And if you want Kim Kardashian, you want her social media more than just the show. That's yes. that's kind of a difference here. You could, you know, sponsor the show, but if you're going after Kim Kardashian, you want her Instagram, her Snapchat. That's the stuff that you really want more than just the show. Yeah. So you can contact the show or them personally. That's one way to do it, depending on the size. Yes, but there are also influencer marketplaces. Now, this is a brainchild of TikTok, and it's called the TikTok Creator Marketplace. Slick, unassuming name there. Yes, it's uh, pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on. It's very direct. Um, yeah, TikTok has been fast to identify the influencer marketing space as a key part of their own business offerings. So they facilitate introductions and help manage campaigns much like an influencer marketing agency would through their recently launched TikTok creator marketplace, right? And as an official platform for brand and creator collaboration on their medium, they've been, you know, pretty successful at it. It's also a place where uh, influencers can easily be promoted as in-feed ads for a little, you know, extra visibility if you're, you know, Facebook's been doing the whole boost thing. This is, it's also done in, you know, in, in the same place for content creators. So the marketplace is a good way to reach some of the more popular and therefore more difficult to get in touch with 
influencers. But you can also find and reach out to them on your own if they are smaller. Smaller influencers are called micro-influencers. Micro-influencers, like little tiny ones, ones you can put in your pocket. <laughs> yes, yes, with my micro. You remember micro-machines? Yes, I remember the guy who sells micro machines, yeah. the micro machines motor mouth guy. <laughs> micro machine man here with the mini micro man. With wheel one ways, roadside rent a car, perfectly perfect pumps, amazing air traffic control, said the passenger okay. terminal. Fan. The golden rule of influencer marketing, however, isn't numbers. The golden rule is that relevance is more important than reach. Don't simply approach the influencers with the largest account following. They may be incredibly expensive, number one, expensive to work with, and many references to your brand could fall on deaf ears if they are not also the right target. So find out who the relevant influencers would be within your niche, right? You, so you have to know your target demographic. Okay, then you can navigate the Discover tab on TikTok by searching keywords that are related to your industry, your product, your services. From there, make a list of this is your how to make a list of user accounts with the most followers and the most popular videos within a specific topic. Again, as specific as you can using those keywords. Then watch the posts that they've put out to determine if they are a good fit for your brand. If they are not a good fit for your brand, do not do it. All right. Look for them on any of the other platforms that, that, that they might be on. You may have found them on TikTok, but then go look at their Snapchat, look at their Instagram, look at their YouTube, right? To see what they're really all about and to discover what other methods they may have in their reach, right? So maybe you found them on TikTok, but maybe their YouTube audience is even bigger, right? So maybe that's what you wanna pursue. So you have to kind of consider all of these things before you re just reach out to them with a proposal because what they don't want is for you to say, hey, I have an idea and actually have no idea what you want them <laughs> to do. So, uh, you know, these are, are busy business people, the same as, you know, most of us. So don't, you know, don't waste their time either. Now, on, uh, on Instagram, you can search for users with the largest following within a specific city or location. Different platforms will have different search ways. Instagram will let you target, you know, city or location, which makes it great for targeting locally. You are basically looking for people that already have a substantial following, meaning that they are popular, right? And line up with your brand. You're just using, you know, different tools to investigate those people. And in this case, Relevance is usually more important than the number of followers that they have. It doesn't matter if they have 15 million in their audience if they aren't going to be relative to your brand. So you have to be savvy. Lauren Gray, who was at one time the number one ranked influencer on TikTok, cost $175,000 a post Jeez. because she has 38.6 million followers. She also has 2 billion likes and a net worth of $3 million. Wow. All TikTok. Jeez. All right. Now, a lot of you probably never heard of her because she's very TikTok. Zach King is another one. And he actually started on, I think he's actually started as a Vine, moved to YouTube, Facebook, and is now on TikTok. So Zach King is $135,000 a post. He has 27 million followers and a billion likes. That is an awful lot of money if they don't share the same audience as you. <sighs> we call that wasteful. And if you're a local pizza shop, you don't need to reach 38 million people across the globe. Right, You can simply reach out to the most popular high school kid in your local school. Maybe you pay them 500 bucks for an entire month's worth of content as opposed to $175,000 for a single post. And, you know, they may be a better fit. They are local to your town that you were in. Right? Maybe they're on the football team and lo know lots of other hungry teenagers that can you know, come into your shop. You have to be smart about this. 
And not only that, the difference between working at these two levels, the professional influencers like you know Baby Ariel know what they're worth. However, if you go local with these micro-influencers, a lot of them don't know what they're worth because but they've never done it before. And you might get them for a steal. Now, we spend a lot of time uh, here at the agency building strategies for clients that determine you know, this type of thing, who, where, and how much for the company to engage in influencer marketing. Okay, well, this has been good conversations, but now it is time to wrap it all up, and it's time for, me, for you to give me <laughs> the straight shot. So sum up the lessons that we learned today. Okay. Uh, first, you have to understand what an influencer is so that you can know the best ways of utilizing them strategically in your marketing plan. Again, education, knowledge, and wisdom are the secret keys to a savvy business owner. Even if you have to hire out to experts to get access to that knowledge, those Three things are key to, you know, really being successful. Influencers are basically the cool kids on the internet that already have an established following that you might want to tap into as a business. That's it. That's what they are. That's who they are from a business standpoint as if you were on you know in the schoolyard they're the cool kids yeah that's a really good analogy um next you have to know what you were looking for and how to find them so we've gone over all of these things we discussed the need to line up their audience with your targeted customer profile which means you have to know your targeted customer profile right then We talked about the multiple ways for you to reach out to them, searching for the right people, contacting them directly through, you know, their show or uh, website or through their social media or through an influencer marketplace like TikTok has. There's lots of these marketplaces also. It's not only TikTok. Podcasts have several marketplaces that are available to them. Keynote speakers have a marketplace. So you just have to do a little research to find, you know, how to get in touch with these people. Then... You have to know how to utilize them. There are several ways. We've discussed some here today, but let me name a few more. So these are the actual tactics that we're going to dive into of how you could utilize an influencer. All right. The first simplest thing that you can do is sponsor their content, right? So they are a content creator. You want them to do a post about you. So this would look like, um, (laughs) this is Boylan Bottle Company. It is Birch Beer, okay? If they contacted me to do a post about this product. He would gladly do it. that, That would be a post sponsorship. So what I would likely do is, you know, take a picture drinking it, whatever. You've seen Kim Kardashian do this a million times and then put it out there in my social media feed. And you would do it with the label facing out. Yes. Right? That's one of the ways you can always notice is whenever you see that the label is perfectly facing the camera. It's a fun little Easter egg. It's not like this. It's like this. And that's that, how you know it's paid. Yeah, that's in videos and everything else. If you, if you, It's actually a fun game to look at it in movies. If you look in movies and you go through, you see how many times is the label amazingly facing the camera? My fingers are not obscuring yes. the label at all. That means it's product placement. <laughs> that's intentional. You can also sponsor a series of posts. So that's not only are they doing one post, but they are doing several different posts over time that feature your content. That's kind of like, you know, buying in bulk is really all all that is. Then you have blogging. Now, blogging is still considered a social media activity, and there are several people that have blogs. Several influencers have blogs. I have a blog. Um, You know, Seth Godin got his start with, you know, with a, a blog. So there's lots of people that have a blog as a way to, you know, put out written content uh, because all of us put out a lot of content, but they put out written content through their blog on Medium or on their website or wherever. Um, and you can sponsor that 
blog. You can also, um, a lot of times, be featured uh, in the blog. The article can literally be about you. Uh, it, again, it really depends on um, whatever it is that you're talking to them about. But again, these are the social media influencers are going to be honest about their opinion of you, which is something you have to realize. If they're going to interview you, that doesn't mean this is going to be a spin piece. It means that you are wanting to talk to them to get their honest opinion because their honest opinion is what's going to matter to their audience. Not a spin piece, not a fluff piece. This is not a pay-to-play sort of thing. Uh, but they will more likely sit down and talk to you because it helps support what they do. Another thing, just like this, is reviews. Everybody's seen reviews on YouTube. There's reviews all over the, the social media stratosphere. What is up, guys? So right behind me is the Carnival, and I promise you're not ready for these features. The Carnival is actually a Kia, and it may be hard to tell because they have a brand new logo. You have an LED daytime running light here, your headlights there, and your high beams are hidden right here. All right, so you have a ton of room back here, and watch this. And one of the things that I do before I buy anything, including this little unit right over here, I will research the dog mess out of it. And that includes lots of reviews. So I will go through and I will find people that have reviewed whatever that piece of equipment is. And I will do it for more than one content creator. Now, the way that this works is maker of said unit will send equipment to that influencer in hopes that they will review the product. Okay. Now, one of two things happens here. Either they send them the uh, equipment hoping that they will review it. They agree to review it and then they get to keep the equipment, right? That's their fee. Or if it's like a, you know, a car or something, because this happens with cars too, they'll send the car back, but they'll get paid some sort of fee to do, you know, to, to, to host it on their channel. Now, in most all cases, you will hear people say, though this is sponsored, this is my honest opinion. Because as an influencer, honest opinion is paramount. Again, just like I was talking about with, with blog. If you want to send me a microphone to test out and to tell other people that might want to do a podcast, this is a good sounding microphone, I can do that. But if it doesn't sound good, that's going to come out. So before you send it to me, you make sure that it's going to pass well and that you think I am going to, to like it. That's how this works. All right. So again, I cannot, you know, stress the fact that honest feedback is what you're going to get any more than another. Now, something that's a bit more than some of these basic things that I've been talking about. There's something called a channel takeover. So channel takeovers. This is something um, that I've seen done in the early stages of social media that you actually don't see as often anymore, which makes it even more unique now to other people. But a channel takeover is when a brand will take over a uh, influencer's channel, meaning that everything on the channel for that day, usually it's a day, is branded for that company. For example, if Coca-Cola was to take over the uh, Straight Shot Marketing podcast channel, and uh, they haven't, but if they did, they're welcome to everything that you see related to this show for whatever day it is that they are sponsoring would be Coca-Cola red. You'd see Coca-Cola messaging everywhere. You'd see little creative things with Coca-Cola, whatever their campaign is going on with everything. So that's the content. That's the, the, uh, the platform of the content that they would probably have a webs. Uh, our webpage would be, you know, completely rebranded Coca-Cola. We'd be sitting here in Coca-Cola clothing and we'd be drinking Coca-Cola. So it's taking over that brand would take over the channel. Right, so that's something that you you can see done uh, a lot. Now that also goes the other way. You can have a influencer take over your brand's social media. This was done, and I, I'm sorry, this is going to be a dated um, example, but Logan Paul did a takeover with Sour Patch Kids. Not only was this done, you know, aesthetically in the background. 
but also, like I said, in the content of his videos. Because Sour Patch Kids has these little guys running around in costumes, and they literally came to his set and was interacting with him. He'd go out on the, the street playing with these guys, setting up different stunts, that sort of thing. So, again, it's any way that the, the brand can kind of work with the influencer in, in as creative a way as you can possibly think of. It's actually, it's, it's very interesting, the, the types of things that you can do with this. Another thing that's very creative is you can create short films. This is another, again, very creative way to interact a brand with a, um, a content creator. Content creators, most of them nowadays do video. Video is extremely popular when it comes to uh, the internet and with people making content for all of these different platforms. So what they would do is they would make a specific video featuring your content. Now, something else that has to do with Hollywood is product placement. So you can do product placement in social media, internet, YouTube, TikTok, whatever type videos as well. For example, if, um, say, Boiling Bottle Company <laughs> wanted to uh, do product placement, what would happen is I would have this sitting right here on my table where you can see it. It's all nice and lovely. Hopefully you can see it. And uh, here, you can sit in front of Jennifer as well. She, she would probably have a diet version or some other type of version. Ew, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm, so good. And and uh, it would sit here as no, that's endorsement. That's too oh, far. Oh, uh, so it would be sitting I'm here. Ignoring it, it's not here. It's not happening. Where's the camera? As product placement, and it would be something again. Label would be facing you, right? And it's there in the shot for you to notice. Now, product placement is usually less expensive if you don't talk about it. So if that's just sitting there. It is going into your subconscious saying, oh, this guy likes this product because it's there. But they're not having to pay for you to talk about it. So that's one of the things that happens. The same thing can happen subtly with um, uh, on location, right? If uh, the local restaurant was to pay uh, a content creator to go shoot their show from their location with the location in the background, it's not an overt, you know, uh, sponsorship of the show, it's kind of kind of laid back, kind of in the background, where you would see, you know, B-roll of the camera would be the um, the waitress interacting with you, so that you get to see what the service is like, or the they're eating food and you get to see if they like the food. So these are kind of subliminal things that can also be done by brands to interact with. Um, with influencers. Stores can do this too. You can do, if we were to do a show on, you know, merchandising, I could literally do it from a boutique shop that would be in the background. And knowing us, we'd likely interview them, that sort of thing. But most on location doesn't have anything to do with talking to people. It's simply in the background. Therefore, it's very low key and therefore a lot less expensive than literally featuring them on the show. So that's an option as well. And then, of course, there's you know straight up sponsorship advertising that I talked about in the very beginning. That's also you know a, a fairly simple thing to do. Then there's the Kevin Hart deal, which is the living endorsement. Okay, this is where you are wearing their clothes, you are living in their product, whatever it may be. That's the where you are living in the product like Kevin Hart did. Not going to go over that anymore. Then there is acknowledgement, like I talked about from the stage, right? If I am wearing said clothes, I will acknowledge that I'm wearing said clothes in my program, whatever it is. You see that's done um, all the time as well. You see that done on the, the red carpet a lot, um, where they're, where oh, I'm wearing blah, 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 and they will literally talk about whatever they're wearing. That's, that's the same sort of thing. That's acknowledgement. You'll also see, uh, you know, Back in the day, there was teen magazines that did this all the time where they would literally highlight, you know, what they're wearing. They would ask, they would interview Billy Joel and say, Billy Joel, what is your favorite breakfast food? Why would they ask him that? 
Well, it's because they want you to buy whatever his favorite breakfast food is. All of that is, you know, um, that's an, an, an acknowledgement that somebody's doing. You know, what? Uh, oh, I see you're wearing such and such type of bracelet or, or you know, necklace or whatever. That's all there for, for a reason. It's a way that uh, that influencer makes um, additional money to support whatever it is that they're, they're doing by partnering with brands. Billy Joel, huh? Yes, you know, the piano man. Yeah, it seems like, a, you know, a lot of your examples lately hey, have been very dated. I am Gen X. Hear me roar. Here, get off my <laughs> that's, lawn is that's, what I... That's true. That's true. Wow. Uh, but, you know, in this, again, um, endorsements, product placement, uh, acknowledgements, this stuff's been around for a long time. It's just now come into the digital, you know, relationship with uh, with social media, and you can see it done a lot more often now, but it's been done, you know, in Hollywood and in media for years. Yeah. In Paris Hilton's newest documentary, she was talking about how designers send her clothes and just pay her to wear their clothes and how they just, all these clothes that she gets to stack up in her closet because there's just so many of them, so many of these opportunities that she usually only wears each piece one time, you know, to one event or whatever. Check it out. These brands are always sending me clothes because they want me to post about them. A different outfit every couple hours of the day. That's a part of being an influencer. I've never been photographed in the same thing twice. Yes, and that's something that you might expect from Paris Hilton. She is, you know, a, a, a billboard. You know, celebutante. A, a lot of a lot of these people are where they you know they're what they have people that seeking them to wear like you know um kevin hart but paris hilton's another one of those you know she gets tons of bags so that she can be you know shot by paparazzi carrying whatever name brand you know bag that is because that then gets put in star magazine or whatever and gets all this inquiry press and so that's you know all of this is done these celebrities get annoyed by paparazzi but it makes opportunity for them it pays the bills (laughs) yep so bottom line influencers have audiences that may want to buy your product or service so brands are partnering with said influencers to create influencer marketing campaigns pay these influencers to use your products or services on camera or to some other way you know promote your product or brand in their videos and you'll get product brand in front of new eyes their audience that's the whole you know reasoning uh, behind this but even more important than getting eyeballs is you'll earn some of their customers trust too. Now, this is statistic. One in three consumers trust an influencer's opinion more than they would trust what the brand says on their own. So you can use that to your advantage. It's one of the additional reasons why brands are using influencer marketing. Influencers have spent a lot of time respecting and engaging with their audience. Therefore, they are trustworthy and the brand can come in, partner with said person, use that relationship to their advantage, which they couldn't do on their own. One out of three people trust the influencer's opinion more than if you said it directly yourself as the business owner. That's a heavy statistic, actually, if you think about it. Huh. Anyway, very good show. Oh, yes. Great show, Zachary. Great, good, good information. And I really hope that all of you guys enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it as much as we did, please don't forget, hit that like and subscribe button. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss on this show, please reach out to us at info at straightshot.net or give us a ring-a-ding-ding at 678-825-8086, extension 300. This has been the fourth installment to our social media series. We're not even halfway through with everything we have planned, but I think the next episode, we're going to be taking a break, a little break from this topic. If you remember, we promised to mix it up since this subject is so big and it will take a good amount of time to cover. So next time, 
we're going to be talking about how to bring a product to retail. Oh, that'll be a good one. Yes. So looking forward to seeing you then. Until then, have a great rest of the week, Straight Shooters. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot Podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. This has been Straight Shot.